episode 54 slam city guys it's ray mori here mr meg on this cloudy and rainy type of day humid disgusting summer day with all this crap well yeah it's it's uh it's what 76 degrees outside yeah but now uh, it feels like it doesn't feel like it right it feels hotter because it's humid yeah it just rained and it didn't finish raining so it's like later on yeah Yeah, i just needed to come on already this sucks (sighs) yeah but we got a lot to discuss today we got uh, to talk about really the athletes and they're voicing out their opinions of what happened last weekend in Virginia, which was disturbing news really for everybody. And also, we're going to do a little bit something called the Knicks pre pre picks. And I'm going to actually even record it on our on my phone because I want to see what will happen when the season's over, where we have our records, you know, <laughs> who wins which, which game or whatever. And I have this as well. If, if there's three off, there's three tries you can have in which you can change your pick on any game but only three only because of what's happening throughout the season or this and that okay but if we still so, got the so you break. get to you get to make different choices based on the information yeah. that becomes available yeah. so if somebody gets hurt or something like yeah. that or you see the teams playing a certain yeah. way you can adjust your opinion yeah which is fair because a lot of these teams we've never seen play together yeah for a full season most of these teams are somewhat brand new yeah people wise so okay no problem yeah but you know, you know, it's funny. Before when I was coming in here, I just started um, watching the Defenders, and I, don't, I know all you guys are probably gonna watch it today and binge watch it and all that stuff. I mean, I know it's been talking about for like months already for this show, and uh, before that, I was actually watching Iron Fist because I wanted to see why it was so bad. Um, I guess Is it bad. It's just like the story was kind of like slow, and the action wasn't that much. I mean, the, I think the coolest part probably at the end was when with his fist or whatever, and he did something special with it. But I mean, it could have been better. I hope season two is much better. Um, the other series were great. I mean, Jessica Jones was great. Luke Cage was great. Daredevil was awesome. I mean, it just Luke gets Cage better and better. Luke Cage annoyed me. It annoyed you? Yeah, it annoyed me. Why? Because I followed a comic book too close. And I know how thugged out the real Luke Cage is. Yeah. And this guy is kind of like a clean-cut version <laughs> of that. Like, even his slang isn't real slang. It's like he slang says, that a white guy wrote for him sweet who Christmas. never speaks slang. Like, not even that. Uh, okay, the scene where he's in the Chinese restaurant, oh, yeah. he, he finally beats up all those thugs and throws them all over the place. And then the Chinese people say, the Chinese, the people who own the restaurant say to him something like, you know, they'll come back, or what if they come back? And he looks at them and goes, don't worry. I've got you. <laughs> the real Luke Cage would have said, I got you. You know yeah. I got you, not I've got you. He was like, ugh, gross. So uh, it's just, it. I know how hood real Luke Cage is. He's no, from the I, South. I seen yeah, he grew I seen up it. in yeah. Chicago. Yeah. Like, he's surrounded by hood. He speaks hood. And this guy is just, like, really, really a clean cut. Like, he's like Luke Cage that somebody poured rubbing alcohol all over. <laughs> he just rinsed him. I mean, yeah, it was interesting because I, I, I follow Luke Cage a lot too in comics and he was able to interact with Spider-Man and the other guys, of course, but we're never going to see that, of course, because it's a show and everything. And then you have Jessica Jones, which is like that, uh, you know, a lot of females follow her, also guys as well, and her investigation because she's like strong and, and this and that, and, and she's like pretty much a jerk and, and <laughs> an a-hole to everybody every time because she, she's like rude and most of the time doesn't care because I've she's never part- watched Jessica Jones. You ever watched it? Now I have to because she's, I want to see the Defenders. Yeah, you probably have to watch it. Just keep up for everything. Does she have powers? Yeah, she has powers. She she, she has super strength. She she um she has a lot of stamina, of course. She's like like she's like. 
kind of like Superman, kind of. But the thing is, is like she took a step back in the superhero thing. She in the story is kind of like she used to do it, but now she's an investigator now, doing whatever she wants to do. Then Daredevil was just like when the first season came out, everybody was into it. And then when season two came out, he he saw Punisher be part of it, and then Elektra, and then you know all the stuff happening within this criminal organization and everything. Like Daredevil was great too. In yeah, own way. I, I was I enjoyed Daredevil. And especially with the whole hand and, and him the organization, you know, the hand is part of the defenders too because everybody's going after them. You know, even Iron Fist and, and, and his whole sword duty in the comic books of beating this type of group and everything. So it's like, I like, I just like all of them finally being together for like one season, in those first seasons of the defenders. So they're probably gonna see more seasons of whoever they face the next group or whatever. It's not like the Avengers because the Avengers was like, you know you, me, whatever, we're all to be together and that they have their own strategical plan of like attacking or they don't agree on things, they always fight each other most of the time and then you see in Civil War they all fight each other because of differences and whatever. I was just happy when Stick showed up. Stick oh, yeah. is my guy. Oh yeah, yeah, That's yeah. my guy. Whenever yeah. he shows up I'm, I'm yeah, he's in the Defenders happy. too. Yeah, yeah I, I noticed. So I, yeah, let, let's we can talk about this all day. Let's get yeah. some sports. Yeah, it's not sports though, but it's just a little pre-opening. But yeah, so you know, this last weekend, you, you everybody probably heard of what happened in Virginia. Um, just disturbing news, really. I mean, I actually wanted to watch the Vice episode that they had on it, on the mm-hmm. Charlottesville, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't get to see it, but I, I do want to see it. But looking at people that are speaking out about it, even Dave Chappelle was like, "F." Donald Trump because he just took like two days after to freaking respond and his his comment was also blasphemous as well. I mean, he's like both sides are to yeah, blame yeah, or something like that. Sides. And I'm like, dude, you you know this is not both sides. It's one side, and they started it. It's Nazis, yeah, and people who don't like Nazis. Exactly. Now, how do you get mad or how do you find a way to blame people who don't like Nazis? They have a right to say what they want to say, sure. But they also have a right to hear that people are not cool with what they're saying. Yeah. And they represent some pretty heinous, heinous history and, and a heinous cause. So how could you possibly find fault with people who took up arms against Nazis and the Ku Klux Klan, which have to be like the original American terrorists? How do you get mad at people who are angry at Nazis and Klansmen? I don't I don't get that. The, the moral choice is so clear, it's right down the middle. One side represents murder, terrorism, genocide, uh, basically trying to wipe out whole races of people. And the KKK. It, it, that's KKK and, and Nazis. And like Nazis, they, they, yeah. they both have that similar philosophy. They, yeah. If they could, they wipe out all the Jews. They could, they wipe out all the black people. You heard what the KKK said about the comment when they were when they were talking to um, uh, Afro Spanish journalists about, oh, I want to burn you and this and that because he didn't like the race and everything. And to me, that's disturbing because I'm like, you know, it's an interview and everything, but the fact that he said that publicly on air. Just literally say like whatever. Because they don't they don't care now. And there is there is there is a certain. If you don't believe that Donald Trump has galvanized and energized racist, white supremacist, racist Nazis, KKKs, Klansmen, alt right, all that crap. If you don't believe that his presence has galvanized these people, you're delusional. You really have your head in the sand. You're just living in a bubble. And if, and if you don't think Donald Trump is racist, again, you're just misinformed, 
maybe delusional, maybe you're living in a bubble. But if he comes out and he finds a way to be upset with people who are upset with the presence of Nazis and Klansmen, that should tell you everything there is to know. I don't I don't see how there's any more discussion that needs to be had. I just can't believe it, man. But you kind of knew when Trump was president that this probably was going to happen, though. As soon as he's going to be president, all chaos is going to break loose. You're going to see a possible civil war, which is already happening, but it's going to continue to grow between, race, you know, whites and, and, and blacks. And, and it's just, I just don't understand why we're, we're into this. But really, like, racism itself, people want to say they want to get rid of it. But we all know you can't never get rid of racism. There's only going to have that 1% of people who are going to be dissing somebody over color. And it's like... True. You can try to slow it down. You can try to, you know, just making sure that it's not in the communities or in the schools and everything. But even in schools, you're going to see a lot of racism. You're going to see in, in workspaces. You're going to see people going against each other because, you know, they have their different set of values on what they believe in. Mm-hmm. Just like the KKK, just like the Nazis and everything. But the fact that athletes like LeBron James and Michael Bennett... And Marcel Lynch, they did it their own way. I mean, literally, you know, when James, he said about, you know, I have this platform now. I'm somebody that has a voice on command. The only way for us to get better society and us to get better is, is love. And that's the only way we're going to conquer something at the end of the day. It's not about the guy who's the so-called president of the United States or whatever the case. It's not about a teacher you feel like don't care about you, what's going on with you every day. It's not about people that you just don't feel like want to give the best energy and effort to you. It's about us. It's about looking in the mirror. Kids all the way up to adults. All about us looking in the mirror and saying, what, what can we do better to help change? And if we can all do that and give 110% and get both feet forward, then that's all you can ask for. So shout out to the innocent people in Charlottesville, North Carolina. And shout out to everybody across the world that just wants to be green, just wants to love. So thank you. So thank you and I love you all. You know, LeBron, for for a guy that's, you know, making a lot of money and, and he's the biggest star in the NBA and also in the world, and he's fearless to speak on what he believes in because, you know, back then, not a lot of athletes did that. You know, Michael Jordan was the type of guy who was into, you know, politics. We know Muhammad Ali was, but... So it's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Abdul-Jabbar. Like, it's just other stars, like, back then... Jim Brown. Jim yeah, Brown. He's not the first. He's not the first, but the but fact that he's fearless to do that, knowing that whatever's going to... What the risk could be, you know, somebody... And there are a bunch of athletes who are openly um, putting their head in the sand. Yeah. Like the guys who are dissing Kaepernick and talking... And the other dude who, uh, I can't remember who he was, but he was like, yo, that's them. That's if that's what they want to do, that's on them. That doesn't concern me. And I'm like, how does this not concern you? This needs to concern everybody. Everybody should. It's affecting everybody. Yeah, there's no way you, especially when, you, especially when you're black. Like, how, do you, how does yeah. that not concern you? It doesn't concern me. It ain't about me. And it ain't got nothing to do with me. Really? Until a cop pulls you over and you're shaking in your boots because you don't know if he, he can kill you and get away with it. Which is all Kaepernick is trying to fight against. It's just stupid, man. Do you think athletes, though, should be more involved in in political issues like this? Knowing that their reputation can probably be at stake. And they probably don't care because they they just believing in what they talk about. But you you believe that maybe athletes should go into that more? Into the politics side? I I think it's absolutely worth... Sports and politics are, are, you know... Linked. Linked. A lot. a lot. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm not going to tell any man how to stand not ha- how to how to stand up. Yeah, of course. I can't do that. I could do that. I could judge you 
on the fact that you're not willing to um, take a stand on issues that affect you, affect your children, affect your relatives, your family. I could tell you to do that. I could call you a coward for not doing that. Um, but if you've been poor your entire life and you're finally just living a good life and supporting everybody, maybe you don't want to risk your money. And we all know that the NFL is not guaranteed contracts and people get cut and waived every day and yeah. the money just vanishes. I get that. So I also can't, I'm no one to tell you how to risk your money or risk your livelihood. So I understand that. Doesn't make it any better, though. If you're not going to stand up, you should shut up. Like, don't don't be anti. Just be quiet. For some reason, we have these dissenters in, in every community, really. But I notice them in black communities when a social issue happens and there are always there's always that one guy who just feels the need to say you know you know what I'm saying that that's not going to do nothing protesting's never going to do anything and taking a seat is never going to do that it's not nothing's going to change no matter how many times you do that would you shut up shut up if people are entitled inclined to do something to try and bring attention to the situation and you're not that's fine but just shut up. Don't try and make it uncool for people to try and help. Don't don't detract people from doing that. Don't deflect people away from doing stuff like that. Don't 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 try to put a negative spin on people who decide to stand up and and stand for a cause. Yeah. And don't discourage people from doing stuff like that. Just shut up. Just be quiet. Nobody asks you. Just be quiet. Just shut up. Somebody ask you about Colin Kaepernick, just say, I got no comment. I wish him well. And, and keep it moving. I wish him well. Just go ahead. Nobody asks you for your two cents. Don't start uh, making it seem like Colin is corny or, you know, Colin's a dumb for doing what he's doing. And just be quiet. I don't understand why people can't get that through their heads, man. Just shut up. Nobody asks you. Just shut up. And we live in a country where you have the opportunity to express yourself you know you, you have a freedom of speech that's part of the amendments and when somebody speaks about this let them do that i mean it's what they believe in don't try to judge and say oh you can't say this you can't say not let them do that it's almost like in school you know sometimes when you know you have a problem or something in class with somebody and you feel like you can't speak out because oh what other people judge you on that and everything right but the kid still speaks out because that's what he believes in of course it might be into trouble or it might lead to you know detention or something like that but let's all let's also compare this to like if you're in a workspace and there's a disagreement on some problem that you're having whether it's uh trying to get a project done or voicing out what we should lead in the you know this direction and all that i mean if you have the opportunity to do that and and you do that and regardless if it comes a positive or negative at least you tried in something that you know you believe in what's right and what should be said not to be like so you know but people judging you or even telling you say you can't say this or you can't do that mm-hmm. like who are you to say that you know that's why i think it's kind of interesting to see not like lebron and and you know, Marshawn Lynch and Michael Bennett, these guys, they're speaking out what they believe in. Now, Marshawn Lynch, I know he's, he tends to be in the media for things like, you know, I'm here so I don't get fined or, or him sitting down on the national anthem now. And then you see Michael Bennett doing the same thing. And and the only problem I have with that is the fact that I'm surprised that a lot of owners aren't, like, even fighting these guys for doing that because the con character that last year, and where, look where he's ended up right now. Mm-hmm. Does this make now Kaepernick's case stronger now? That the fact that he, you know, he did it, not a lot of apps are doing it more now. 
Does this make I think I case? think the tide is turning. I yeah. think people are starting to. I mean, because now now he's a lot of people accused him earlier of just trying to create a problem yeah. or creating division which is dumb it, which is completely stupid yeah. and just a deflection and it, it's the action of people who want to have their head in the sand and just believe that everything is okay because as long as you believe everything is okay then you don't have to do anything and if you don't have to do anything it means you don't have to take responsibility for what's already happening you don't have to stand in front of that which is what most people are comfortable doing most people just want they don't want to deal with black people problems. They don't want to have to take responsibility. They don't want to have to admit that maybe they're seeing benefits from how black people are treated. And or or you ever have a situation? I don't know. It, it, I, I, most people can relate to this. If you're at work and somebody gets fired, yeah, and it, let's say it was an unjust firing. And you can go to bat for them, and you can stand up for them, but you don't. Because you're just kind of happy it's not you. Yeah, because if you try to do that, then you'll... Well, you, you never know, know what could happen, but yeah. right now, you're just happy it's not you. That's how I see this whole Colin thing, like, as far as the players are concerned. Like, some, some people just exist that way. Some regular people, not even athletes. Some people just say, you know, I know there's a lot of racist stuff going on. But, you know, maybe it's not so bad and the media puts a spin on it and it's not as bad as it seems. And some people are exaggerating. There's no reason for them to feel that way. And, you know, it's all the media. It's all the media. It's all the media. And they just bury their heads in the sand because if they come up from the sand, then they'll have to admit that there's a real problem. And then that, in turn, means that they're going to have to do something about it because it's not up to black people. To change the clan that can't be how that works yeah we're never going to change their minds i can't convince a clansman to put his take his hood off and i can't i actively go out and fight against the clan that's of course i'm going to do that but that's defense that's because i know they want to kill me that's defense we need we need it has to be white people playing offense you guys have to, it can't be us, it has to be white people. White people have to step up. If you're ashamed of the fact that the Klan is a cultural a cultural benchmark for you, you know what I mean? Like, this is your culture. This is white people culture. This is something that you guys came up with. Neo-Nazis, skinheads, alt-right, all that stuff, that's all on you. This is all your back, your backyard. This is your mess to clean up. If you're ashamed of it, a friend of mine talked to me yesterday and told me how his mother, his his mother and his aunt went upstairs in, in his grandparents' house and they found Klansman robes. And the first thing they did was collect all that stuff, take it to the backyard, and they set it on fire. They burnt all of it. And that's what you have to do as a white person. It's your responsibility. You have to be active. You can't just put your head in the sand and, oh, that was a different time. No, that's now. That's right now. That's happening as we speak. Virginia just maybe the first time they covered it. But I've seen like 42 uh, different separate hate groups in Virginia alone. And that's just the stat I just saw. And, it, and most of those people didn't come from Virginia. They came in from other places. doesn't matter how many of them there were. There's tons of them. And you can't sit here and pretend that racist, alt-right, neo-nazis walk around with hoods and robes those days are over they don't do that anymore the people who showed up to this rally were wearing khakis they went to starbucks 
They had tiki torches they got from Home Depot. They're not making torches anymore. They're modern racist. This is what it looks like now. And they're right next to you on the bus. So they're right across from you in the bank. Or they're, they're right behind you in an elevator. They're, they're out here. And they're not advertising anymore. They're just getting it done. So anybody else who thinks anything else is just living in a bubble. Yeah. And you got to knock that world, off. Or yeah, I mean, the same fantasy thing, world. Same dreams thing. ain't like, oh, you're, you're not living in a... And then, you know, t- you know, utopia, you know, those, yeah, those types of and you're not in reality. Yeah. You're not in reality if you think that these things, A, aren't happening. B, will continue to happen with your silence. C, that your con- your silence equals um, when you're quiet about this, that you're actually giving them a pass. You're actually co-signing them with silence. If you're not speaking up, you're co-signing them. Yeah. And D... That it won't eventually affect you and everybody you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, even earlier comments this week were made from Kevin Durant saying that he won't visit the White House because I don't respect the president that's in house right there. And, I, I saw that. And comment. that's when it starts. That's when you know that a lot of these athletes, whether they win the Super Bowl or the NBA championship or the MOB, don't want to visit the White House because they don't feel comfortable being around a guy that they don't respect. And. You know, I voice. You know, I actually agree with Darren Durant on that because uh, you know you you just you're pretty much not respecting what he is right now and what he's doing. And in fact, today before we were on the show, there was just now breaking news of his strategist Steve. Um, what's Bannon. It? Bannon. He's not even in the White House anymore. Yeah. He's not gonna be part of that. So now, I said it before, and it begins. This is where it starts now. You're going to see now the impeachment process being speed up for Trump because of people leaving him already. And it's not even a year already, and he's already having people leave the office. I mean, I thought he was going to be impeached by the summer. Maybe he can be impeached by the end of the year, or maybe impeached by next year. But, but all we know is that Trump is making everybody else look bad right now, and Trump's making himself look bad because he's nothing more than an entertainer. And he's always been an entertainer, mm-hmm. but he's also failed in so many stuff like part of owning a Buffalo Bills team that he, he kind of did a horrible job of doing mm-hmm. and him thinking that everything's just a business right now like uh, him being president thinks that it has to be a business it's not about political decision or everything and this is why you have people from North Korea about to attack the United yeah, States yeah ready to blow us up and I don't want that to happen I mean I don't want a World War 3 because that's what's going to happen it starts with one attack then other countries will be involved and then you have World War 3 Mm-hmm. And God knows, I, I hope I don't get picked into the army because of because of that stuff happening. <laughs> because I don't want to go there just because of, of Trump and his idiotic decisions of, of, ca- of also causing a worldwide catastrophic disaster. Mm-hmm. And I, I, and I hope that doesn't happen. But you know, going back to the Colin Kaepernick stuff, I feel like this is going to be stronger for him because you know the rallies next week. We all know that it's going to be on the Wednesday. But if, if I were the NFL an athlete, I think I would boycott the first week of the season just to prove a point because of what's happening already around the world and the fact that there's they're doing what they did by sitting down or kneeling down and during a national anthem and proving Kyle Kaepernick's case that there needs to be change in, the, in, in this country right now and I think this this actually is stronger case of owners possibly wanting to sign him to end this, this whole drama in my opinion It'd be a smart move. It would be a smart move. It'd be a smart move. I mean, absolutely, be a smart move. I mean, at least if you saw him to compete for a starting job, or you know, even be a backup for all we know, like then this way you're not blackballing him because 
we all we know that rally on Wednesday is gonna be crazy, and yeah. it's gonna it's definitely put eyeballs on the owners on the NFL on Roger Goodell, and possibly him talking to the owners and saying, guys, I think one of you you need to sign him so we can end this, and I don't know if the owners will sign up to that, but mm-hmm. if if I one of the owners I would just do it as a backup or if he's competing for a starting job. But also just consulting with the coaching staff and saying, hey, let's give this guy a shot. Again, I mean, he wasn't like he was bad last year. He had like 16 touchdowns, four interceptions. Right. So let's, let's give him an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And that's what Goodell needs to do. If if the rally goes out of hand, and I believe it will, especially with Spike Lee, you know, leading that, that whole rally. So it's tough to say right now. I just hope that in a couple of weeks or even a year from now that the country's in a better place. But the way it's heading right now, I don't know if we can believe that. I mean, internationally, Barcelona yesterday got a got a car crash, and one of them was an American. Mm-hmm. And it proves to you that security around the world is not even enough to protect from criminals or people that are out of control. Yeah, it never has been. It never has been. Like if if, if people if if people are dedicated to doing something heinous, they're gonna pull it off. The guy, you know, was dedicated to killing the president of the United States. He pulled it off. All you need to do is be willing to die. And most of these fanatics think that they're doing the right thing. So, you know, what are you going to do, man? I'm surprised that nobody has to even those, like, you know, you know how people shot John F. Kennedy? I'm surprised nobody's done that for Trump. At least not yet. Eh, I'm not even talking about that, bro. I don't even want to get involved. Here's hoping. I don't wish I don't wish death on anybody. I don't wish any, on anybody, but I'm just saying I'm just surprised no one's ever at least att- not even tried we, to do that yet. We still got three years left, bro, if, if, he, if he even sticks around long enough to stay president. I'm still bugging that he was elected in the first place. Well, because people want an entertainer, and this is what they get. And then you pe- the same people then say the next few days, oh, what have I done, this and that, oh, yeah, my gosh. I've, I've seen the Trump regrets. I mean, like, really? Didn't you see this coming? Because I saw this coming. I think half the world saw it coming. No, most of the world saw this coming. Three-quarters of the world saw this coming. If you go to my Facebook, I put up a post talking to the... um talking to the governor of Virginia because he gave this whole speech where he said go home and never come back. Yeah. And I had to remind him that dude, they are home. Like these people mm-hmm. didn't fly in from World War II Germany. They didn't take time machines up from the American 1800s. They live here. They're they're right here. And I said they voted for Trump. They go to Starbucks. <laughs> and a bunch of people jumped in my mentions in my in my comments and said stuff like well, very well said, but not all Trump supporters are like this. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You can't disassociate no. yourself now. Yeah. If you voted this man in, this is what comes with it. You have to ride this out. People who voted Obama in didn't know he was going to do some of the things that people disagree with. Yeah. But you got to stick by your guy. You can't disassociate yourself now. No. And Trump was super obvious in what he was doing. Super obvious. So you definitely can't disassociate yourself. Now it's too late. Yeah, you know all the backs that Trump was going to have. I mean, this man, he talks a lot. Like, literally, he just talks a lot. He doesn't really back up to his points. And sometimes he makes these horrendous decisions. And then it's like he's almost like he's lost in the press conference of what's happening around the world. And he doesn't, he doesn't, I don't even think he wants to be part of it. Mm-mm. And this is what you sign up for. So I'm just like, I don't know why people are stunned what's happening. This is who he is. Mm-hmm. If you look at his backstory... He hasn't really been successful in a lot of things, even his businesses. They're, they're good, but they're not great. They're kind of corrupt, most of them, <laughs> if anything. That he's caught a lot of L's. Now he's trying to corrupt the United States of America. 
Congratulations. He's doing a good job. You played yourself, people. <laughs> you played <laughs> yourself. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> but um, let's just switch the topics here, though. You know, the NBA schedules have came out a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Knicks have their official schedule out. And it's interesting because, you know, according to Bleach Report, they had their championship odds 500 to 1, which, is, of course, was going to happen. I mean, they're right. not even a championship team right now. I don't right. think they're even in discussion unless they get, like, Kyrie Irving or something and they make some kind of push to the Eastern Conference Finals. But the schedule is, is very interesting because they do start early in October, which we all knew. And, um, yeah, most of these games aren't really back-to-back, and we kind of expected that from Adam Silver saying he's going to do less back-to-back games, which mm-hmm. means you're going to not see a lot of players rested, even though I, I don't believe that because I think LeBron's still going to rest. Don't believe that at all. Yeah. Yeah, don't believe that at all. He's, gonna still, he's still going to rest, but I, I have a thing that if they do rest, they might got to find these players, or they're just going to do when it comes to seeding and these teams are, like, equal or whatever, they might just do it on whoever had the most wins of the season during that seeding. Because that will be interesting to see. That means you take the more national game seriously. But look at this schedule. I want to do our little pre-pre-predictions of each game. I know it's early because we yeah. haven't even in training camp or all that stuff yet. Nah, but I'm with it. Let's get started. But let's look at this schedule. So the first game, and I'm going to also write this down. So that's why I have a record on it. And as I said before, there's three tries throughout the season where you want to change your pick because of what's happening throughout the week or throughout the season or anything. But let's start off with... The game at Oklahoma City on Thursday night on TNT during opening week. Of course, you get against Russell Westbrook and Paul George in that group. That's an L. That's an L for you? I think they're going to lose that game. I think the Knicks are going to lose. But I think, you know what I think? I think it's going to be a close game, and they're going to win the first game. That's just my my belief. I think they'll find a way. Um, it'll be nail-biter type of game. Maybe Porzingis, I believe, actually, Porzingis will make a clutch shot. And that's how it starts out. So I give that a win. But then they play at home against Detroit. Pistons? Pistons? Yeah. We might pull that off. Yeah, I believe that. I, think I don't pull. know if Melo's going to be on the team, though. That's what's killing this me. This is why it's pre-predictions, though. Right. I'm doing this more on if Melo's not on the team. Even if he's on the team, though, I still think they'll find a way to win Oklahoma City. Because especially facing Paul George and everything. But, yeah, Detroit... What you got? I got. I I give him a win. They're playing at home. It's a home opener. Pitch is not that good anymore. Really. I'll say. I'll say that's a win. All right. So I got you as a win. I'm actually recording these two. I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna record all of this, so I keep track. All right. Now they got Boston, October twenty four. That's an L. Yeah, that's definitely an L. I'm just gonna add this L. Okay. Then they play Brooklyn at home. That is a. That's win. a win. That's a win. It has to be a win. Come on. I mean, uh, uh, Brooklyn's not even that good yet. I know they're training to D'Angelo Russell, but that doesn't mean they're going to be great out of nowhere. So they have a better roster. I expect them to win, but you know the Knicks, they'll always try to figure out a way to mess it up. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, then we got now at Cleveland. That is an L. Yeah, that's an L. I was hoping maybe not, but LeBron's still there. LeBron, so yeah, but they, they have trouble against facing LeBron. They don't have anybody really guard him against, so it doesn't even matter. Um, Denver at home. Uh, I don't know. The Nuggets? Yeah. I'll say we might win that. I'll say win as well. I'll give that a win. Now, ESPN at home against Houston. Now, this could be if Melo is traded to the, rock, to the that's, Rockets. That's an L. That's an L, yeah. There's just too much talent on that team. 
I mean, you got D'Antoni who's probably going to look for revenge and try to beat the hell out of them because he got, you know, kicked into a fire, basically, or he just resigned because of Melo's antics. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, that's an L. I give that an L. Now, at home against Phoenix, this is, remember, this is like a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Phoenix is a good team, though. It's a five-game homestand, so this is an opportunity for them to do something in the home game stand. But, yeah, Phoenix is good. I don't know, man. The last time they faced each other, it was always a close game. So I, I give it. You know what? Something else I'm trying to take into account is new coaching. Like I'm not expecting to see the same kind of coaching we saw from Hornacek. Well, from Hornacek this year as he did last year. There's no, there's no um, big chief triangle hanging over his neck. So I, I expect him to do a better job coaching this year. Yeah. Did, um, did he get rid of Kurt Rambis? No, he's still there. <laughs> He's in New Herb Williams for the next fifteen years. <laughs> I'd rather have Herb Williams. He's with his Williams. delivery right now. Uh, uh, training uh, Tina Charles was, was a terrific player in the WNBA, by the way. I mean, salute to Herb Williams, but we got other problems to deal with. Um, she gave me a handshake when I. Oh, uh, I think I think that's an L. Against Phoenix? Yeah. I mean, they gotta beat Phoenix eventually. God damn it. Uh, you know, I'll give him an L too. Maybe when, maybe they win on the roll or something in the face again. But uh, Indiana now they lost Paul George. They got like their old deep ball team's not that good anymore. I give that a win. Yeah, I give them a win. Um, they gotta win. Some of these games that they gotta win, they gotta win. Like I don't expect them to win against the top teams, at least not yet. Mm-hmm. They gotta win against these teams. Okay, now they got Charlotte now. Win. Uh yeah, I give them a win too. Um, I just feel like. Them talent wise, I think they can compete with them. I know Kemba Walker's there, but they're not that good. Um, at Orlando, win. It's kind of hard winning the road, man. I don't know. I'm gonna give him a win. I'll give him an L for just this it's, Just because it's Orlando. It is, but I don't. Then they beat him last season, but I don't know, man. Playing five games at home, then going on the road, it's kind of tiring. Especially this is a back to back, too. I don't know. Uh, I'll give him an L. Okay, now Sacramento at home. I'll give him a win. They okay. they lost to Marcus Cousins. Yeah, i give him a win. Me too. Uh, now I home at Cleveland now. L. L? They got to beat LeBron eventually. This is like a streak now with LeBron's having. L. I'll give him a win. They'll find a way. I'm just, I just feel like they got to break the streak, man. They can't just keep losing to Cleveland until LeBron leaves. You're just in your feelings. No, it's just that I, LeBron has a streak against him now, and it's like, yeah, can you just I beat them? Yeah, I don't see it being broken, dude, especially if... If Irving leaves, if Irving leaves they, they'll break the streak. Uh, I don't know, because that team on paper, the, the way it's constructed still, even with Irving They're out, I think it's good enough hell. to beat. You know how you beat Cleveland? Just run on them. I don't, can they do that? <laughs> well, we do have a young core Yes, now. you just run on them. We do have a young core now. Everybody's old. I mean, you signed Kyle Culver, for God's sake. He's like, what, 37? He's old. We need Kyrie on I kind of laughed when Reggie Miller said on TNT that, oh, look at that defense that he had on the Celtics. Well, of course, because everybody's like 6-1 on the Celtics. <laughs> what do you think he's going to defend them? Come on. Yep. That's a stupid comment to say on television. That's your boy, Reggie Miller. It makes no sense. Like, he's guarding, like, Isaiah Thomas. What the? Of course, he's, like, less than 6 feet. Come on. <laughs> I mean, if you don't guard him well, you got problems then. Seriously. I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> okay, now they face Utah. They lost Gordon Haywood. They still have Gobert, though. It's going to be tough for Porzingis to score on, on Gobert. I'll give that a win, though. They're playing at home, yeah. I'll give them a win. I mean, it's going to be tough, but 
I think they'll find a way. As long, maybe the point guard matchup is the key because they did lose. I think they lost George Hill to, to, to Utah Jazz, too. So, I'll give them a win. All right, now they're at Toronto. I'll give them an L. I just, it's too much for DeRozan and Kyle Lowry. It's too much. What you got? Same. L? All right, I'll give them an L. This is interesting stuff. All right. All right, now they got Clippers at home. I don't know what condition the Clippers are going to be in. Well, they got Beverly now. Um, they still got DeAndre Jordan and Griffin. They're still a good team. I don't know. I give them an L. Yeah, same. It's, uh, just, uh, it's just too stack heavy. Even though they lost Chris Paul, it's still good. Uh, now they got home at Toronto. I'll give them a win. <laughs> I'm they, still giving them a no. They play good at home against Toronto. Dude, so people show up in New York and show off, especially yeah. the stars. Yeah, then they say, oh, I love the Mecca. I wish I could play here. Lies. And then you never, <laughs> never do. I know. Okay, now at Atlanta. We're gonna win that game. They're gonna win. Yeah, they, they, I mean Tim Howard doing for all we know might yeah, show up in the game. Yeah, he's gonna go off. Yeah, he's definitely gonna go off. Or he's better now. Let's see if he's better. We'll find out. Opening night or preseason. Um, at Houston, I'll give him an L because well, yep. they just can't win in Houston for some reason either. Chris Paul could have a triple double for all we know, or maybe he had two players on Houston average a triple double against them, and Chris Paul in the Harden or something like that. Now they they at home against Portland. Damian Lillard, Trailblazers? yeah, Damian Lillard, Lillard. T.J. McCollum, they're bad, they're bad shot takers though. They won last time. I give them a win. Uh, Miami, Hassan Whiteside, win. At home? Yep. Yeah, I give them a win. So okay, now Orlando at home. I give them a win. Uh, I just feel like they're gonna show up at home against. They always show up against Orlando at home. So you got a win for them? Against the Magic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Can win. Uh, at Indiana. Um, let's see. Uh, at Indiana, I'll give him an L. It's kind of hard to win in, in Indiana. Anyway. No, I'm give him a win for that. Yeah, win for that. Yeah, I think. You know, it's kind of hard to win the road, right? I think they can take him. Every athlete always knows it's very hard to win the road. Only some athletes excel at, on the road, I guess. Uh, Memphis at home. Uh, wait, didn't they just lose Zach? Yeah. They still have Gasol and Conley. And who runs their point? What's his name? Conley, right? Conley, yeah. Okay, I sell. Yeah, that's definitely an L. Uh, let's see. Definitely an L, for sure. Okay, now Chicago. I think we can win that. Yeah, I know, because we, they lost uh, Jimmy Butler, and they lost Rondo. They still have Dwayne Wade, but all I know, he might be gone for all they talking about buying him out. Yeah, so he might be gone, but I give him a win. They're going to be a young team, but uh, the Knicks are talented. They're not, they're not, le- they're not like, people look like the Knicks, like they didn't have no talent if Rondo's gone. Like, they're that's still talented. The yeah, that's not the case. Like, you still have Porzingis, my goodness, but all we know, he might average 30 and 10 or something this year if he, if he, if Melo's gone. And if you have that, you have a chance. At home against Atlanta, I'll give him a win. Um, I just feel like Atlanta's not that good. Not yet. I just think we can take him. Yeah, so that's a win. Um, I'm actually going to do it until the end of December because this is a long schedule. <laughs> um, I, we'll probably do part two next week, if anything. But now nah, we'll do Lakers at home. Lonzo Ball. Frank. Mm. Scott Porzingis, though. 
ESPN. I say a win. Win. I think I'll, we'll beat the Lakers. Yeah, I'll give them a win. Uh, I mean, they're uh, Lakers are gonna be young, but at Brooklyn, I'll give them a win. Yep. Definitely give them a win. Oklahoma City. Give them a loss. Yeah, that's that's it. That's it. Uh, if they because they, they went opening night, then I definitely gotta lose this one. Um, Charlotte win. at Charlotte. It's kind of hard to win at Charlotte. You give them a win. Yeah. I'll give them an L. Okay, now this is where it gets interesting. Now, B- Boston. Loss. At home. Yep. Yeah, I give them a loss. They're gonna be. A, they're, gonna be a, they're gonna be a streaky team the Knicks. It's not what we have right now. At Detroit, I'll give them a win. win. They're not that good this year anyway, Detroit. I expect them to take a step back based on the moves that they made. You know, they had Bradley, but it's not a difference maker. Um, Philadelphia, Christmas, Dune. Who's going to feel? Oh, no, the process. The process, Ben Simmons, Mark, Mark, uh, Marquis Foltz. Uh, that might be an L. I think the one on Christmas. You think? Yeah, I think the one. I think Christmas is going to have a great game on Christmas. He had a great game last season. I mean, last year on Christmas. I thought they were going to win that game, but, you know, they lost that. Yeah, Even though Virginia's had a great game, I'll give him a win. Chicago. At Chicago, I'll give him a win. Mm-hmm. They actually did well in Chicago last season, so, yeah, I'll give him a win. I'm with you on that. All right. Uh, at San Antonio, i give him a loss. Because yep. no one can guard Kawhi Leonard, and probably know he might be guarding Porzingis in some ways when he dribbles the ball. So I'll give him a, yeah, give him that. And before New Year's at New Orleans with the cut with the Twin Towers and Cousins and Davis, I'll give him a loss. I'm gonna give him a win against the Twin Towers. Yes, because those guys don't play that great together. Yeah, they do. But Porzingis gonna play against those two guys. I think Herman Gomez will, will, will show up. Show up against Cousins. I think he'll show up. I mean, he's, he's been getting better and better. In I the think post, this yeah, he's yeah. Gonna, I think this season he's going to show out. He should show up. Okay, you got to win. I'll give him an L. I just don't think they're going to do well. Well, that's part one of the schedule because that's until the end of the year. So we'll do it next week. But based on this, these are early, early pre-predictions. you know, pre pre-predictions, But uh, it looks like this is going to be like a up-and-down type of team where they're going to be streaking. They're going to lose a couple games in a row. And they're going to win a couple games in a row. Now, we don't know yet because... For all we know, in preseason, they might either not play well or they play well. But it's tough to say right now. I mean, the NBA season is literally like a month away in right. like training camps and all that stuff. Right. And we don't know Kyrie Irving is going to be traded yet. We don't know right. where Mel is going to be traded at. We don't even know if LeBron is going to be traded because we all we know 100% of sources say that he will be leaving after this year. Which I believe. Which, yeah, I believe as well. So it's going to be an interesting season. Well, I know this. Is that the West is going to be competitive this year with all the moves everybody's been making. And will the Warriors still be the number one seed in the West when it's all said and done? Will they have another 65-plus win season? I think they will. I think their type of team is going to win 67 again or 66. It's the same chemistry. They yeah, didn't, they didn't change chemi- anything. No, and everybody wants to be like them now. And the thing is, is that the fact that they have one year under the belt with Durant makes them even more dangerous now than they were last season. Because last season was more of like adjusting into Durant into the mm-hmm. system. Now we're a year yeah, look in. Look how fast that happened. Yeah, and now we're a year in. It's a little yeah. bit more dangerous used now. Used to playing with him. Everybody's used to everybody. I mean, Durant's basically like a tall version of Stephen Curry, but Dude. just more athletic. Barring injury, yeah, I see them repeating. 
Uh, yeah, I see him too, man. It's I just... think everybody just needs to kind of tuck it in for a couple of years. Um, I think LeBron just needs to be happy that he got some rings before the, the Curry dynasty got started. I mean, Curry and Durant, that's like a great duel. And I thought Westbrook and Durant were good, but this looks like it's better. He's a better shooter than... But than, he's also a guy who wants to pass, too. He, he doesn't, I was about he, to say, he's a better shooter. He's about better the, with the assist. He's better at a... Th- Taking efficient shots, you know, That's like true. if they're open or he's taking floaters or whatever. But he's not a guy who's gonna force shots. He wants to pass the ball. He's not like uh, he wants to be part of the system. It's not about me. It's about the team. So that makes Durant better. That makes Curry better. That makes Clay better. And then for all we know, that makes Draymond Green have less pressure or, or less of a role to score and just being more facilitator because if Green was on another team, probably averaging like a triple-double right now. Probably yeah. like 20 and 10 and 10 or something like that. I can see that. Clay, we were averaging like 27 and something like that on the three-point shoot. He'll be basically like Reggie Miller on somebody else's team. So that's mm-hmm. what Clay is for the Warriors. He's like Reggie Miller for them. And you see Curry is like Ray Allen and Steve Nash combined. And you see Green like Dennis Rodman, the poor man's LeBron, just doing whatever. And Durant's just like on their level. He for, he's like the Larry Bird for them, you know. That's why I always said like I feel like in this generation you see Curry as the Jordan because of what he can do on the court. Like literally four people will guard him because they're so worried about him pulling up from like thirty. And that's why if you get wide wide open players getting a dunk or wide easy layup, yeah, yeah. whatever they want. And LeBron's like magic to, in this generation, and everything. So the whole reason KD was able to go straight down the literally, for a lot of literally dunks. Is because they have to be worried about where Steph is and Clay and Clay and the fact that they might shoot from anywhere and the fact that they acquired Nick Young and Omar Caspi as well, who are great three point shooters on the catch and shoot. It makes them more Wait, dangerous. Nick now. Young is where he's with the Warriors. I thought Nick Young was with um. No, they signed with the Warriors. He signed with the Warriors. And he's coming off the bench for the Warriors. Oh Jesus! It's over, man. <laughs> and look at the more shooters for Durant to go down the court and get a dunk, like literally. That's why they're so worried about Clay Curry and not even Nick Young when he had that lineup with the shooters around Durant. Like, he can operate and do whatever he wants. Dude, yikes. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's so hard to defend these guys. But, you know, we're going to talk about that more throughout the season. But that's got to do it for today's shows, guys. We're just, we wanted to do a little bit more on the scheduling. But we'll do part two next week for sure. At least from January all the way to April. We'll definitely do that stuff. And also maybe three parts. Yeah, three, three parts. Oh, we'll eh, see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see how we'll it goes. Because you never know. We might get caught up. Something else might happen. We yeah, might have a lot to talk about. Yeah. But uh, athletes, though, I appreciate all you athletes out there speaking out on political issues. I think that's a good thing. I think it's good for the community and it's good for people to understand that athletes are just not robots. You know, they're human beings that understand what's happening around the world, and people should understand that. But that's going to do it for today's show, guys. You can follow me at Morning's 10 on Twitter. You can follow him at Mr. Meg, which I just said right there. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I'm looking yeah. at you like, what do you and want Slap from me? <laughs> Slap City Facebook page. And you can follow the Slap City on Score 360 on Twitter. And you can also see all the, late, all the latest episodes on SoundCloud. See you next week.